Good morning, Zio family. Uh, my name is Salin, and I'm pleased to be here this morning to share a few thoughts uh, from the Word of God about this season that we are living in. So, uh, why do we celebrate Christmas? You know, as uh, Christmas approaches, we see loads of uh, messages uh, in stores, in commercials, families running um, with uh, many props and shops into shops and streets are full of light. People are rushing to get decorations, uh, presents, uh, families trying to buy gifts to one another, people cheering on and just to spend a holiday time and together and with family. But uh, why do we really celebrate Christmas? What's the reason of this word Christmas? What is it all about? Today we have a mixture of uh, several influences in the celebration of Christmas, but Christmas is really indeed a Christian festivity that celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ. Although we do, do not, we do not know exactly when he was born, if the 15th of December, the date, was uh, a date that was made to remember that he was among us. So the Bible tells the story of our loving creator since the beginning of times. In the book of Genesis, God created everything and also created us, mankind. Gave us the responsibility to rule over all his creation. And also, God put in place certain rules that we ought to follow. But mankind, we decided not to do so, because uh, we heard other voices. So we have this uh, story about Adam and Eve in Eden. And when the serpent came um, and started talking to her, just convinced her to do something that God told her not to do. And because of their disobedience, mankind, men and women, they were cast away from God's presence. But even when they disobeyed God, even then, we can see in Genesis chapter, chapter 3, verse 15, that God made a pronunciation about the messianic prophecy. A pronunciation about the uh, offspring of the women that one day would crush the head of the serpent which personifies Satan. And so, through several ages uh, before Jesus has come to life, um, God has spoken to his people through prophets. Prophets were people who would deliver a message from God. And uh, sometimes this message could be something for that time, that point in time. And sometimes it would relate to a future so something that would happen in the future. And the same happened with the, the story of Jesus because several prophets, we have mentioned Isaiah this morning, and um, several of them would speak about characteristics of this person that one day would come to rescue and to save. And when Jesus was born, we can read in Matthew chapter 1, the story about how um, Jesus was born. And Matthew, which is one of um, our Savior's disciples, 
try to um, just write down the, the genealogy to which the Savior would come and then come to Christ. And one of the things that I'm curious about sharing with you this morning is about the name of Jesus. So when Joseph was visited by the angel of the Lord in a dream, and uh, the angel told him not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife, he told, her, told him that she will give a birth to a son, and you are to give him the name of Jesus. In Hebrew, the name Jesus is Yeshua. And it means that God is salvation. God saves. And the angel told him that he would save his people from his sins. So since his birth, there was a pronunciation about this name Yeshua that we all know today as Jesus, as the rescuer of his people. And several signs uh, were uh, given. This was also a prophecy given by Isaiah, chapter 7, uh, when um, uh, it tells about where the Savior would be born, in Bethlehem. And we can see that um, God has been spoken for several occasions, but he stood for over 500 years silent. And the people were waiting, but some people were not expecting that to happen in that season. But that God chose a pro purpose and a time in our history to come and step in and to become one of us. One of the passages of the Bible that I love so much is in John chapter 1. And John is another of our Lord's disciples. And he begins his gospel with these words. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, or did not comprehend it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and although the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, of a husband's will, not born, but born from God. The word came, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So we can see here that this disciple, John, the Bible tells that he was Jesus' favorite friend, that he was beloved friend of Jesus. And um, through the history of the early church, he was one of the leaders of the church. And he became 
one of the elders of the church. And this was the last gospel that was written. And he took time to bring the revelation about this Jesus. In fact, he said, Jesus is the word that became flesh. Jesus is the promise that became alive. Jesus is God who manifests himself into human form and dwelled among us and showed his glory and taught us the way that we should live to become intimate again with God. That relationship that God has created us to be with him. That relation that was broken in the history that we read from Eden when Adam and Eve, they just went astray of God's purposes. And throughout the eras, we as human beings, we have been rejecting God. We have been trying to do things our way. And if we really look to our um, generation right now, the way things are happening around us, we can notice that when we do things our way, the results are not very good. In fact, we add to disaster. Even though we try hard, we try hard, but still there's something within us that is broken. But God decided to send us the rescue. I would call this message like Jesus is this God's rescue to mankind. I repeat it. Jesus is God's rescue to mankind. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only, the one and only son. So that whoever believes in him shall not perish, shall not die, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's only son. So this is the verdict, John writes, that we didn't choose the light that was among us. And we preferred to walk in darkness. We loved more darkness than the light. But those who decide to come to the light, they can really be free. God loves mankind that he gave his very best to us. Jesus was sent to redeem us and to save us. But our unbelief is our own condemnation. So this season where we, when we celebrate Christmas, many of us don't relate to the birth of Jesus or to Jesus himself. But let me tell you this. Christmas is all about Jesus. Jesus came into this world identifying himself with us. The creator becoming like the creature he created, teaching us the way to please the Father. And Jesus said that the Father loved him because he always did the Father's will. 
he always obeyed to the Father. So the way to please the Father is to know the Father's will and to obey the Father. So as we believe in Jesus, we are striving to learn how to obey God and to live a life where we are constantly willing to be God's answer to those around us as well. Because Jesus thought that all that uh, the Jewish people learned with the law was resumed in two commandments. Loving God with all our hearts, our strengths, with all our passion, with all that we've got. And love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So by doing so, we are challenged as well by Jesus to support one another. To be there when someone needs someone. To be a response for someone else's needs. So in this Christmas, this is also our challenge. Not just to walk past and be focused on our own well-being and our celebrations. But be mindful that there are many people outside, out there, that need a friendly voice in this season. Many people who might be lonely, sad, and need some encouragement. And as Jesus was sent to this world to be a light to mankind, Jesus also sent me and those who believe and sent you also to become a light to this world. So you that are watching me today, you have this choice either to believe in the name of the Son of God and choose to obey Him and to learn with Him and to start a journey with Him for eternal life or choose not to believe. And so I want to encourage you this morning if you feel that uh, you never have the opportunity to have this commitment before to surrender your life to Jesus, I want to encourage you this morning to pray this prayer with me. Saying, Lord Jesus, I heard that you came to rescue mankind, that you came to rescue me. I know I've been living my life the way I thought it was a good way. But I come to find that life without you is meaningless. I want to decide today to surrender my life to you and to experience a new life with you. Experience your love and your kindness, your mercy and your faithfulness. Lord, I want you to come into my life right now and to make me home again. Because you said those who believe in him were given the opportunity, the chance to become children of God. I want to become your child today. 
Amen. Amen. And also I want to share a word with those of us who have already give this commitment to Jesus to follow him. Just remembering us that uh, in John chapter 15, Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will even be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in, in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Let us remember that without Jesus, we cannot sustain. Let us remember that Jesus invites us to remain in him so that his word, words might be in us. And he might live through us. And he says that uh, whatever we ask the Father in his name, he will provide. So I want us to pray as well. To recommit ourselves. To walk with Jesus. To walk in Jesus. To let Jesus' words flow in us and through us. To let Jesus' power just be active and touch people's lives around us. Father, I pray this season, wherever you send your sons and daughters, Lord, that we may be fruitful, Lord, that our words, that our actions, that our prayers, that our feelings, that all that we have and all that we are may be fruitful in you. Touch people around us. Use us to be your loving voice, your stretching arm, your salvation, your rescue to those in need. And we recommit ourselves to live with you, to journey with you and to follow you and to obey you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.